Sometimes we have to talk about things that we don't really want to talk about, and the end of life is one of those things. But what if there were some things that we could look at that would help us to perhaps change our behavior to allow us to live longer? And that is really where our next subject kind of leads us. Feelings of fatigue predicting death in older adults. How fatigued certain individuals make an older person feel can predict the likelihood of death is less than three years away. That's according to research that was published in the Journal of Gerontology, Medical Sciences by University of Pittsburgh epidemiologist. And joining us right now is the lead author on that study. Study, excuse me. Please welcome in Dr. Nancy Glenn. She is a PhD and is an associate professor in the Department of Epidemiology in Pitt's Graduate School of Public Health. Dr. Glenn, it's wonderful to have you on KDK. How are you? I'm great, Rick. Thank you for having me Now, today. this is fascinating to me because what you're looking at is studying people and basically asking them how tired they feel. This is the first study that's established that basically says perceived fatigability or getting tired is an indicator of earlier mortality. So how did you go about measuring that fatigue or that even perceived fatigability? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited that you're excited about these findings because I am too. Um, We made our um, findings using the Pittsburgh Fatigability Scale, which um, colleagues and I developed in 2014. It's a 10-item self-administered questionnaire of activities that range in intensity and duration. And um, what I, what's really so unique about the PFS, um, and that's its nickname, is it provides a holistic indicator of an individual's vulnerability to fatigue okay. by capturing what an individual thinks they can do, as well as how much effort it takes to perform standard activities. And you're putting this on a scale from zero to five, right? You're saying, how well, tired so would each, you be? Oh, so each of the 10 activities... Um, range. Um, We ask people how fatigued they feel or imagine they would feel after um, completing or if they were to complete each of the 10 activities from a scale of zero, which is no fatigue, to five extreme fatigue. Then we take each of the 10 items and add it up um, so scores can range from zero to 50. And so then based on that, how are you able to correlate that to mortality? Well, we, um, we actually created um, six categories of um, what we call uh, physical uh, fatigability severity strata. And there are six groups, about three or four points um, for each of the groups. And we did what uh, fancy uh, um, hazards ratio uh, uh, survival analyses, um, looking at um, those in the most severe um, score, which is 25 or higher, compared to everybody else, and how their, um, their odds, that the likelihood of them dying over the study period, those three years, um, related to mortality. So we're looking at, let's say, a 30-minute walk. Let's say that's one of the items that's on there. How likely would you be really, really tired, fatigued at the end of a 30-minute walk? And you're asking them to put that from zero to five. Is that correct? Yeah. Zero is I'm not tired at all. I could do another half hour. Five is I've got to sit down and catch my breath. 
Right. Well, five would be that it would take the most extreme amount of effort to do that activity. Hmm. And zero would be no sweat. I can do it. No problem. And I have no, you know, there's no, no, no problem doing it at all. So then if you use this number and you say to somebody, hey, let's sort of dangle this as a carrot in front of you. If where you are right now is a 25, closer to zero we are, the longer you're likely to live. Why not use that as sort of an incentive to move a little bit more or do a little more? Do you think it works that way or am I extrapolating incorrectly? No, I don't know. I, I think that our work really underscores that we should pay attention to our fatigability levels. Um, because they're known to increase with age. They're higher in women than men. And I think that the work emphasizes that you should not ignore this important, it's a patient-centered measurement, right? This is how someone feels and how vulnerable they feel. So the good news is that uh, we think that we know, some of our research has shown that, you could, that one can reduce their fatigability by getting more physically active. So... And as simple as just getting out and moving to maybe start, right? I mean, you're not saying we need to go train for a marathon. We don't need to, to ride a bike 110 miles in the next month. We're saying we just need to do something that allows you to perhaps have more stamina and not be as tired. Yeah, exactly. I mean, becoming more active and improves your exercise tolerance and your capacity. And we've shown that that's associated with better um, outcomes. You know, it, it's also, we've, we've shown in prior work that lower um, or less um, severe fatigability is associated with better uh, physical functional and cognitive outcomes as well. So, yeah, I'm not asking people to go run a marathon. It could be something as simple as doing more household chores, but don't tell my husband that, <laughs> um, or gardening or um, doing maybe something more like a, a you know, adding regular walking or scheduled exercise to your routine. With this being published this week, what's the early response been from colleagues around the country, around the world? It's been great. You know, I, we uh, the Pittsburgh Fatigability Scale, like I said, has been around since uh, 2014. We've been fortunate that it's been picked up by large studies around the world. It's now been translated into 12 languages, which is really exciting. Um, so, so yes, I mean, this, this has been a, a, a terrific um, addition to the literature and showing that um, the Pittsburgh Fatigability Scale is sensitive to what is the, uh, the ultimate uh, health outcome, right? Yeah, tremendous, tremendous <laughs> for stuff. For better or worse. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you sort of breaking this down so that we can understand a little bit more about it. Because, again, you read the headline, Feelings of Fatigue Predict Death, and you say, whoa, wait a second, I don't want to read about that. <laughs> But it makes perfect sense that if you are not able to right. do that work, you are yeah. more likely to not be able to live as long. It, it, it makes perfect sense. So, Dr. Glenn, thank you for being here, and thank you for explaining it. We appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much, and stay well. Dr. Bye -bye. Nancy Glenn joining us here on KDKA. Again, a study at University of Pittsburgh Health Sciences, and in particular, the Department of Epidemiology.